Welcome to the Weekly Word from St. Andrew Lutheran Church in Farmersville, Ohio. Good morning. Welcome to everyone to worship this morning, and a special welcome to all of our visitors and guests who are here with us this morning, as well as to everyone joining us by video and podcast. On Monday, May 16th, our church council voted to approve passing the offering plates once more. Therefore, we will be passing the plates, as has been our custom prior to COVID, and singing the first verse of hymn 410, We Give Thee But Thine Own, as our offertory response. The next meeting of our ministry support team will, take, will be taking place this Thursday, the 26th at noon. You are invited to the Hometown Heroes, um, Hometown Heroes Banners dedication ceremony, which will be this Saturday, May 28th at the Farmersville Depot Park. On Saturday, June 4th, our youth are hosting a snack bar at the church during the Farmersville garage sale. More information is in your bulletin. Those of you who signed up to donate items are invited to bring them to the church on or before June 1st. If you signed up to bring hot dogs or buns, please wait to bring those items until the week before the event and place them in the kitchen refrigerator. All the youth are invited to help and this counts as a service project. We will meet at the church briefly on Friday, June 3rd at 7.30 p.m. to make signs and assign tasks for the next day. We will then meet at the church on Saturday morning at 10.30 a.m to be ready to serve by 11.30 a.m. Please come help to raise money for the church and have some fun as well. The other announcements I leave to your own reading. Are there any other announcements for this morning? Debbie. I just wanted to let everybody know that today, Carol Thank you to her. Thank you to Harold and Dolores for all your hard work and dedication in making our flower beds beautiful. Are there any other announcements for this morning? No, no choir. There will, um, I've just been informed that there will not be a senior choir anthem this morning. Let us begin with prayer. O Lord, our maker, redeemer, and comforter, we are assembled in your presence to hear your holy word. We ask you to open our hearts by your Holy Spirit, that through the preaching of your word we may be taught to repent of our sins, to believe on Jesus in life and death, and to grow day by day in grace and holiness. Hear us for Christ's sake. Amen.
Blessed are you, O Lord our God, King of the universe. For in your wisdom you have us. You feed the hungry and clothe the naked. We bless you and praise your name forever. You set free those who are bound. We bless you and praise your name forever. You raise up those whose courage falters. You provide for our every need. You have called us from all peoples. We rejoice You bless your people with peace. We bless you and praise Blessed are you, O Lord our God, King of the universe. For in your wisdom you have us. The Lord be with you. And also with you. Let us pray. O God, from whom all good things come. Lead us by the inspiration of your spirit to think those things which are right, and by your goodness help us to do them. Through your Son, Jesus Christ our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. You may be seated. How many of you play some kind of sport or have played some kind of sport? A good number, excellent. How many of you like to watch sports? A good number of you, wonderful. Well, think about this. Think about you being out on the field or out on the court, or think about your favorite player or your favorite team being out on the field or out on the court. You're playing really hard, or you're watching your favorite player or your favorite team play really hard, and you're, you're huffing and puffing, you're running out of energy, you don't know how much longer you're gonna be able to go. But then all of a sudden, you hear from the stands, or you yourself cheer, go for it, you got this. That gives you some extra encouragement. So you are able so, so you are able, your, your energy suddenly picks up, you are able to play harder, you are able to play faster, and you are able to keep going. That's what encouragement is. The word encouragement literally means to give somebody a little bit of extra courage. To give somebody a little bit of extra courage to keep going. And we all need encouragement. We all need to be told, keep going. You're doing a good job. Keep on going. Don't give up. But sometimes we get really tired. We get really exhausted. We get really worn out and burned out. And we don't know if we can keep going. But then, just at the right time, somebody comes and tells us, keep going. Keep, you're doing a great job. Just keep on going and don't give up. Somebody comes to encourage us at just the right moment. And again, we all need those kinds of encouragements. I myself have kind of been feeling a little down this past week, especially with, uh, with, with, all, with, with, all the pain, with, with all the pain I've been going through. But I've had at least a few people tell me, don't give up keep on going, and that's been really encouraging. And we all, we all need that kind of encouragement. But at those times in life, when we are feeling really down, when we don't know if we can keep going, we have somebody who encourages us. In just a few minutes, we're going to hear Jesus talk about somebody called the Holy Spirit. Now, another name for the Holy Spirit is the paraclete, which is somebody who runs along, alongside us and tells us, keep going, don't give up. Whenever we want to give up, whenever we don't know if we can keep on going, the Holy Spirit is right there to tell us, keep on going, don't give up. All we have to do is listen. Listen for those voices, those voices which tell us, keep on going, don't give up. Everybody repeat after me. Dear God, Dear God thank you for always being there for me. Thank you for always being there for me. Amen.
first reading today comes from Acts chapter 14, verse 8 through 18. In Lystra there sat a man crippled in his feet, who, were, who was lame from birth and had never walked. He listened to Paul, who was speaking. Paul looked directly at him, said that he had faith to be healed, and called out, Stand up on your feet. At that the man jumped up and began to walk. When the crowd saw what Paul had done, they shouted in the Laconian language, The gods have come down to us in human form. Barnabas they called Zeus, and Paul they called Hermes, because he was the chief speaker. The priest of Zeus, whose temple was just outside the city, brought bowls and wreaths to the city gates, because he and the crowd wanted to offer sacrifices to them. But when the apostles Barnabas and Paul heard of this, they tore their clothes and rushed into the crowd shouting, Man, why are you doing this? We too are only men, humans like you. We are bringing you good news, telling you to turn from these worthless things to the living God, who made heaven and earth and sea and everything in them. In the past, he let all nations go their own way. Yet he has not left himself about testimony. He has shown kindness by giving you rain from heaven and crops in their seasons. He provides with you plenty of food and fills your hearts with joy. Even with these words, they had difficulty keeping their crowd from sacrificing to them. The second reading is from Revelation, 21st chapter, verses 9 through 23. One of the seven angels who had the seven bowls full of the seven last plagues came and said to me, Come, I will show you the bride, the wife of the lamb. And he carried me away in the spirit to a mountain great and high and showed me the holy city, Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God. It shone with the glory of God, and its brilliance was like that of a very precious jewel, like a jasper, clear as crystal. It had a great high wall with twelve gates, and with twelve angels at the gates. On the gates were written the names of the twelve tribes of Israel. There were three gates on the east, three on the north, three on the south, and three on the west. The wall of the city had twelve foundations, and on them were the names of the twelve apostles of the Lamb. The angel who talked with me had a measuring rod of gold to measure the city, its gates, and its walls. The city was laid out like a square, as long as it was wide. He measured the city with a rod and found it to be twelve thousand strata in length, and as width, and high as it is long. He measured its wall, and it was 144 cubits thick by man's measurement, which the angel was using. The wall was made of jasper, and a city of pure gold as pure as glass. The foundations of the city walls are decorated with every kind of precious stone. The first foundation was jasper, the second sapphire, the third colonian, the fourth emerald, the fifth sardonyx, the sixth carnelian, the seventh Chrysolite, the eighth beryl, the ninth topaz, the tenth chrysophate, the eleventh justice, and the twelfth amethyst. The twelve gates were twelve pearls, each gate made with a single pearl. The great street of the city was of pure gold like transparent glass. I did not see a temple in the city, because the Lord God Almighty and the Lamb are its temple. The city does not need the sun or the moon to shine on it. For the glory of God gives it light, and the lamp is, lamb is its lamp. Here ends the reading.
Holy Gospel according to St. John, the 14th chapter, beginning at the 23rd verse. Jesus said, If anyone loves me, he will obey my teaching. My Father will love him, and we will come to him and make our home with him. He who does not love me will not obey my teaching. These words you hear are not my own. They belong to the Father who sent me. All this I have spoken while still with you. But the Counselor, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I have said to you. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. You heard me say, I am going away and I am coming back to you. If you loved me, you would be glad that I am going to the Father, for the Father is greater than I. I have told you now before it happens, so that when it does happen, you will believe. The Gospel of the Lord. Thanks be to God. You may be seated. Dear brothers and sisters, grace and peace be to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. As long as I have been in ministry, I have had the privilege of being able to meet and serve many unique and memorable individuals. I frequently think of one man in particular whom I had the pleasure of being able to know in Northern California. His name was Carl, and he went to be with the Lord just this last year. He was someone who had served in the Army during the Korean War and had been a drill sergeant, mostly training new soldiers stationed in Japan as well as being in charge of North Korean prisoners in a prison camp. He would tell stories about how he would be rough and tough with both the soldiers under his command and the prisoners under his charge. By the time I met him, however, it would have been impossible to know anything about his past without him telling me. <clears throat> Over the years, he had become both a gentleman and a gentleman in every sense of the word. His wife had passed away not long before I first met him, and he still cherished her memory fondly. Together they had raised a family, which had grown by leaps and bounds by the time he passed away, including 15 great-grandchildren. He was also an avid baker, and would frequently deliver homemade banana breads and cookies to various people in groups around the neighborhood. But what he was particularly remembered for, and what I remember him for the most, was having a large heart. He had a genuine care and concern for everyone he knew and made sure to provide them with the best he had to offer. Practically everyone he knew was family to him. At one point, he was even taking care of at least three single-parent families who were not related to him, but he still took on the responsibility of caring for. No matter what anyone needed, he was willing to go above and beyond to provide it for them. He was someone whom God had truly blessed with a large and open heart. And it was evident that not only was his heart open to other people, but his heart was open to God. He was also a man who demonstrated great faith and trust in God. He was committed strongly to following God and could always be counted on to be a positive encourager. He certainly was a positive encourager for me on many occasions. He had faced many challenges in his life, but he trusted God to keep him safe and bring him through. He also did not let the challenges he faced cause his heart to grow small in any way. One of the families he provided for unfortunately ended up stealing from him at one point, but he did not let that incident interfere with his desire to care for other people in any way. He simply trusted God to keep giving him the ability to have an open heart to everyone. Since his heart was open to God, his heart was able to be open to everyone he knew. In today's Gospel reading, in order to have our own hearts become large, we are encouraged to open our hearts to God and so have our hearts be open to each other. Jesus says that whoever loves him keeps his word, in this case, keeping our hearts open to him so he can come and make his home in our hearts. By doing so, he changes us every day to become more like him. 
He also promises that he will send someone to keep our hearts open to him, the Advocate, the Holy Spirit. In Greek, the Holy Spirit is called the Paraclete, which literally means someone who is running alongside us at all times, who we can count, who we can count on for help and support in any situation. The word Paraclete also means someone who speaks up on behalf of someone else. Whenever we are in any kind of trouble or, any, or in any kind of conflict, the Holy Spirit speaks up for us and asks God for help in solving our troubles, which God always does. The Holy Spirit also leads us in the life Jesus wants for us and encourages us to keep living that life. In John 14, 27, Jesus tells us the life he wants for us, a life of peace. Usually when we think of peace, we think of the absence of violence, which we certainly do hope and pray for as the fighting between Ukraine and Russia continues without any sign of letting up, or after the recent shootings in Laguna Woods, California, and Buffalo, New York. However, peace is not just simply the absence of violence, but it is the absence of conflict. Unfortunately, conflict is inevitable. The, the events of the past couple of years have created quite a bit of conflict. Conflict, as we have also seen, frequently comes from fear. Fear comes from feeling as though we've lost control, that we should be in control and able to deal with whatever it is we're facing, but we don't know what to do. This means that we try to regain control in whatever way we can, which causes us to be frustrated, even angry, because we feel helpless and powerless, that we're not in charge, and in turn leads to more conflict. Conflict is also caused by a lack of understanding, which again comes from a desire to control, rather than either accept the situation for what it is, or accept the person for who they are. So the only solution to fear is peace. However, the peace Jesus promises us is not peace which we can somehow create for ourselves. This is what he means when he says the peace offers is not as the world gives. It comes from us giving up control. This is what Jesus means when he encourages us not to let our hearts be troubled. The more we struggle to gain control, the more troubled our hearts become. But true peace comes from patiently waiting for Jesus to act. It is peace, which in Hebrew is described as shalom, the peace that comes from letting go of our own desire to be in charge and letting God be in charge instead. It comes not through our own brainstorming, but instead through open and honest prayer by describing our fears and struggle to Jesus in as much detail and in whatever words we want to, asking for his help and then letting go of our struggle, trusting that Jesus is taking care of it. And it is not up to us to work hard to find a solution any longer. Jesus himself will reveal a solution at the right time. Now at this point, I wish to continue the promise I made at the beginning of this month to talk about the various parts of the worship service. This week, we're going to be talking about one part which we frequently take for granted, but which, but which is a lot of the reason we gather together each week. Prayer. The reason we are here is to be able to pray to God, to bring our praises for what we're thankful for, and to bring our worries and conflicts to God, to place in his hands to resolve so we can be at peace. I can tell all of you with absolute honesty that some of the most rewarding experiences I have been able to share with many of you the past few years have been when I have been able to pray with you. I greatly enjoy being able to listen to you as you've talked about your joys and struggles, and then together, We've been, able, we've been able either to thank God for what he's blessed you with 
or be able to turn your struggles and conflicts over to God to take care of. I've also enjoyed being able to pray with others in our community in many other places, whether it's been out on the street, in people's homes, over the phone, at camp, or even at the village inn. Notice also in our second reading from Revelation, which Dawn read for us just a few moments ago, that in heaven there is no temple. Jesus himself is the temple. This means that since Jesus is everywhere, in both heaven and on earth, we can pray to him at any time, anywhere, and take advantage of every opportunity we have to pray. When we offer our prayers for various needs in the world, as we will do in just a few minutes, we will be calling to mind the needs of many people, both here and around the world, and turning those needs over to God to take care of. Furthermore, when we pray the Lord's Prayer together, we are not just reciting ritual words. We are asking God for certain things, both from him and for each other. We are asking him for his help in living in such a way where we bring honor and maintain a good reputation for his name, to live as his kingdom here on earth, where he reigns supreme among us, to provide us and everyone else with what we need to be able to survive each day, to be forgiven and to forgive. And finally, at times, <clears throat> at all times and in every moment, to be, freed from, to be freed from the allure of temptation. And when we are tempted, to be delivered, to, to be delivered from falling into it completely. And then, to praise and thank God for who he is and how wonderful he is to us. The reason we pray the Lord's Prayer is we are praying what God wants for us and for everyone. In fact, the most effective prayers are the ones where we pray for what God wants. Specifically, he wants us to live in peace with each other, support and encourage each other, and show compassion to each other because of our common struggles. So if we pray for these things, that is what we will be given. But the key is always to ask what God really wants for us and then to pray for it to happen. When we pray for each other, we are also acting on behalf of the Holy Spirit. Just as the Holy Spirit is someone who runs alongside us to encourage us at all times, we are also going along with each other to provide encouragement. If you will, we can be paracletes to each other. We can be the Holy Spirit in the flesh to each other. <clears throat> Praying for each other is also a wonderful way of showing that our hearts are open to each other that we are willing to respect and honor each other's struggles, and that we are there to support each other through every kind of struggle. In the past few years, we have had to deal with many things, but many of these are experiences we have shared and struggled with together, what, which means that we can show compassion and understanding to each other because we have, we have these shared experiences in common. Praying for each other helps us to be able to understand each other better, because we have to listen to each other in order to know what to pray for. When this happens, the more at peace with each other we can be. Being at peace with each other means that we can continue to have an open heart for each other, and so have our hearts be open to where God is leading us together. So let us be large-hearted encouragers as we pray for and support each other and everyone else. And let us live with Jesus in control of us. And now may the peace of God, which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen.
Now together let us confess our faith in the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord. He was conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. He suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. On the third day he rose again. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. You may be seated. At this time, we will receive the offering. We wish to let our visitors and guests know that you are under no obligation to give. This service is our gift to you.
set free from captivity to sin and death, we pray to the God of resurrection for the church, people in need, and all of creation. God of new life, open your church to the unexpected ways your spirit is at work. Guide all church leaders in their visioning, partnership, and planning. Surround us with your peace. Lord, in your mercy. Give a vision of increase and abundant harvest for farmers, laborers, and gardeners who are beginning their growing season. Join their efforts with the goodness of creation to feed all living things. Lord, in your mercy. Shine your light of wisdom and peace among nations and cause the leaders of the nations to yield to your humble authority. And we pray today for an end to the war between Ukraine and Russia and other places where there is conflict. Lord, in your mercy. Uphold the work of ministries and organizations in our communities who assist people experiencing homelessness, citizens returning from prison, and all forgotten people. Accomplish your will through their efforts. Lord, in your mercy. God of peace, we pray for all those who were affected by the recent shootings in Laguna Woods, California, and Buffalo, New York. We pray for an end to violence and hatred, and we pray that you would, that you would move the hearts of all people to work toward peace and understanding among all people. Lord, in your mercy, give safe haven to those who seek healing, liberation, or peace. Create places filled with hospitality where hurting people find your loving presence and wholeness. We especially pray for all those who we name silently in our hearts. Lord, in your mercy, assemble your people at rivers, streams, and fonts where we remember our baptism and welcome others into the communion of saints. Gather us with those who have died when we meet together at your river of life. Lord, in your mercy, into your hands, O Lord, we commend ourselves and all for whom we pray, trusting in your mercy through your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord, who taught us to pray, saying, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Now may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.
Go in peace, serve the Lord. Thanks be to God.
To subscribe to the Weekly Word, please visit your favorite podcast provider. May God bless you now and always.